This is Bruce Friedman of Adult Side Broker, and welcome to Adult Side Broker Talk, where each week we interview one of the movers and shakers of the adult industry, and we give you a tip on buying and selling websites. This week we'll be speaking with adult performer Coraline Jewell. Adult Site Broker is proud to announce the launch of our new website, Adult Site Broker 3.0, at adultsitebroker.com. The look and feel of the new site is nice and up-to-date and easier to navigate. The new site also has links to our affiliate program, ASB Cash, and our new blog. Speaking of ASB Cash, we've doubled our affiliate payouts. That's right. Now when you refer sellers or buyers to us at Adult Site Broker, you're going to receive 20% of our broker commission on any and all sales that result from that referral for life. You can either place a link to us on your site or refer buyers and sellers through an email introduction. ASB Cash is the first affiliate program for an adult website brokerage. Check out ASBCash.com for more details and to sign up. Now let's feature our property of the week that's for sale at Adult Site Broker. We're proud to offer for sale a content company that stood the test of time. They recently redesigned and relaunched their site with a completely new front and back end and an all-new automated FTP system. Since that time, sales have soared. The site now has over 50,000 scenes and photo sets, 10,000 DVDs, and over 10,000 models. Their content represents the top studios in the adult industry. They have exclusive content with some of their studios and thousands of raw HD scenes yet to be used, plus close to 10,000 HD scenes that can generate revenue from VOD or PPV. This company can be kept as is or turned into a massive tube site, membership site, or clip store with an incredible amount of content. Only $1.75 million. Now time for this week's interview. My guest today by popular demand on Adult Site Broker Talk is Coraline Jewell for the third time. Coraline, thanks for being back with us today on Adult Site Broker Talk. Thank you for having me back today. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. Now, Coraline is a number one international best-selling author of the book, When the Ice Melts, the story of Coraline Jewell, as well as a working porn star, retired competitive athlete, porn director, Swing club owner, this is about where I usually run out of breath, fitness trainer, wedding planner, talent manager, voiceover actress, coach, and motivational speaker. And I'm sure I've probably missed a few. Now, uh, Coraline is the epitome of a strong, powerful female entrepreneur. Follow her coaching, training sessions, speaking engagements, and book signing schedule on her newly launched site, CoralineJewel.com, as well as social media. Corlin also has a very popular podcast, the Hanky Panky Podcast, which I've actually been a guest on. You can find it at, not surprisingly, hankypankypodcast.com. And now she's lead spokesmodel for a new adult social media platform, Pinxters. That's spelled P-I-N-X-S-T-E-R-S. So I'm always tired after doing that bio. <laughs> I don't blame you. <laughs> so, uh, so Corlin. Since publishing your book, uh, what have you been up to the past couple of years? Oh, goodness. I mean, all, everything that you just said, you know, yeah. I um, published my book. I'm about to really, I'm getting ready to publish a second book, right. um, turning the first book into a documentary. 
And then let's see. And then I've just been really focusing on building a new website and putting together my coaching packages and traveling mm-hmm. and doing my seminars. <laughs> I'm busy. Well, you've been traveling a lot too. I have. I have. I um, went to the four Exoticas last year and I'm scheduled to go to them again this year. Um, wow. Just completed Chicago and Miami, I believe is next month. Uh, let's see. I've done XBiz. Gosh, I can't even think. XBiz was just happened like two weeks ago. And then I was at X3, which is like part of the XBiz. And then right. I was at the Why Not convention. So yes, I can't remember where I've been traveling anymore. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me based on all the based on all the uh, the travel you've been doing and I should tell people we're recording this at the end of May uh, and it will be running a few months from now. Now uh, tell us a little bit about your second book and when it will be available. So, okay. So my first book, a lot of people would come to me and say they really enjoyed the first book, but they wish that I had put more detail regarding uh, swinging and things that happened at the swingers club that I own. Um, mm-hmm. And then sometimes people would say to me, they wish there was more stories about the brothel or more stories about the, about porn. And so what I decided to do is each book is going to now be a series that's going to focus on just one aspect of the adult world. So this one is focusing on everything that I've experienced and seen um, as a participant in the swinger lifestyle community, as well as running my own community, which I started in 2012. So uh, it's talking about everything from the good, the bad, the ugly, (laughs) the lawsuits, the uh, staff, um, all that kind of stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, tell me, I mean, you must be able to relate, and maybe you can give us a little bit of a preview, um, some stories uh, that that you've experienced in, in the swingers lifestyle. Um. Okay, well, so what I what I try to do is um, when I'm coaching people or when I'm doing my podcast or my articles or my book, uh, it's everything that I'm, you know, I want it to be an education. So it's, it's a learning. So I want people to learn and walk mm-hmm. away with something. So, sure. you know, what I, the book talks about, um, I'll give you an example. Uh, the book will talk about, one of the stories I talk about is um, a couple who, uh, they were constantly having fights at my events. And so they've been married mm. 30 years and um, my security was constantly coming to me and saying, you know, Coraline, we've got another argument that needs to be broken up. And I'd have to go over there and, you know, ask them what the problem was and tell them to, you know, uh, hold the drama until they got home. And I finally told them that they were not welcome back at my events until they did a coaching session with me because I had to get to the bottom of what the deal was. Wow. And after we um, had we had six sessions, uh, we had one together, uh, two alone with each of them, and then you know back together. And what I came to the conclusion was was that she was very shy, and so in order for her to come out of her shell, she would drink um, alcohol and sometimes overindulge in it. Where he <laughs> was like Mister Social Butterfly, but he would push her and put her into positions that were uncomfortable. So they'd be in the jacuzzi and he'd say, Oh, go ahead, go touch my wife, touch my wife. And she'd say, please don't like, just do, don't do that to me. Don't give yeah. permission to touch me. And he's like, Oh, you like it. You like it. And so um, he mm. realized what he was doing wrong. And she realized that, you know, the overindulging. And so they both made an adjustment. And about six months later, they were at an event with me. We were sitting in the jacuzzi hanging out and there was a couple sitting across from us. And the couple, the girl was like, I'm brand new. I want to ride your motor bunny, Corlin, but I'm, you know, I don't want to do it with people around. And I said, no problem. When you're ready, you know, I'll go and I'll show you how to use it privately. So as soon as she was ready, she says, okay, Corlin, I'm ready. So the husband says, everybody, my wife's going to go ride the motor buddy. Let's go watch her. And the, the other couple that I coached looked at me and he goes, oh my God, he's me and my wife's her. And I go, exactly. That's what you used to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was a good learning lesson. So I, I put stories like that in my book, you know. Wow. So yeah. the, the, <laughs> the, the counseling obviously really helped. 
Yes. Yeah. And they're very happy. They're very happy together. And that's, I recommend counseling for almost anybody who's either going to get involved in a lifestyle or if you're in it, but you guys are already having issues, you know, then you need to, we need to get to the bottom of those quickly because it's not supposed to be, um, to save your marriage. That's not what it's there for. It's supposed to, um, enhance and add excitement, but you've got to be careful because you're playing with fire. If you don't play the right way, you'll get burned. So, yeah, I mean, are there some people who get into the lifestyle who shouldn't? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh-huh. I mean, there's people that get into the lifestyle because they think that this is the only way to save their marriage because, you know, they, they either have cheated or have thoughts of cheating. Mm-hmm. Um, there's people that um, get into the lifestyle um a lot of the wrong reasons, you know, there's there's so Mm -hmm. many wrong reasons, but then there's right reasons too, but you've got to know, you've got to know how to navigate your way through. I just coached somebody today who's interested him and his wife, 14 years married. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, we we go through the warning signs that they need to be, they need to know because when I got into the lifestyle and I'm ultimately divorced because of it, my husband and I were married and we got involved in it. And um, that's because nobody taught us the warning signs and we didn't really know the rules. Mm -hmm. We didn't know the etiquette. And so we screwed up. Yeah. Do you do you find uh, often that one partner or another kind of pushes the other into it? Yes. I do see that not um not so often, okay? But um mm-hmm. it seems to be the couples that have are having the issues those seem to be the ones that when I get down to the bottom of it, the wife's just doing it so that, you know, she's to please her husband or Mm. vice versa. Um, Mm -hmm. But also there's so many different variations and aspects of being um, involved in the swinger lifestyle community. It's not just about going and having uh, sex with another couple or another person. Um, There's, you know, there's voyeurs and exhibitionists and stuff like that. So that's another thing that I teach couples is uh, just because you want to embark on this, that you you, you might not know what you like. And you, you're not going to know till you know, fantasy meets reality. And if you don't like what, you know, what that fantasy was, then maybe there's something else in it for you. Like just the open-mindedness or something like that. So, so do, do you find that a lot of people are like really surprised what they find when they, when they go to their first swingers party? Yes. Yes. So, um, especially depending on which, you know, which, 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 which event you're going to, which party or community, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, the the misconception is that people really, really do feel like it's an open free for all, you know, just couples going and there's just people having sex everywhere. And that's kind of what society's made us think. And that's why, you know, right. society downplays swingers and lifestyles and such bad people, you know. Yes. Uh, and the fact of the matter is, uh, the way I describe it is imagine that you're going to a wedding and there's DJ and there's dancing and there's decorations and there's party favors and there's catering. Um, but then there just happens to be playrooms. And if you want to go and, you know, be intimate and play, then you have the opportunity to go and do so. <laughs> Hmm. I mean, do a lot of people not partake in the sex part at all? Yeah. Yep. A lot of people don't. A lot of people. I think there's, you know, I've got, I've got about 20,000, I think, members in my community right now. And I would be comfortable to say maybe, you know, a little less than half don't, don't, don't participate in anything sexual at the events. Sometimes people too, they just like to go and meet people there and then they take it to, you know, a private area like their hotel room or something. Sure. No, no. What what do you mean by your community? Are you talking about connected to your club? 
Nope, I'm talking about so over since I started my club in 2012. In order to attend an event, they must have a profile on my website, and they must have a um valid profile. Like they have to have a membership paid for to it when they're attending an event. If their membership runs out and they're not attending an event, they still have access to the website. So over the course of since 2012, there's 20,000 applicants, 20,000 wow. profiles are on my site. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> So, so what was the reason you decided to do a documentary? I mean, maybe you can share a bit about it and when you expect it to be available. Okay, so the documentary has been an absolute nightmare, in all honesty. Um, I was approached by a director from uh, New York on Facebook that actually said that he'd read my book and um, really, really thought that I should put it into a documentary. Okay. And I said I was not interested that I just didn't have the finances and I didn't have the time to dedicate to that. And so we made an agreement that he said, you know, if you can do this for me for my documentary, I will help. Ed- I will edit your documentary and I will help you and be there with you through the whole filming process. Mm. So the past two years, um, J crew was my, he was, he operated the camera and, um, we filmed, you know, different scenes throughout LA. Um, one of my old ice skating students, she plays me, um, as a younger mm-hmm. Coraline. Um, my music producer is also play, he plays my husband. And then a lot of people that are in the movie or in my documentary were the actual people that they're, they're playing themselves. And then they also take place at the actual, like the dance club, the strip club that I first started dancing at. Mm-hmm. It's still there. We filmed it there and the manager is still there. And he was, um, played himself in the, in the documentary. So mm-hmm. now we are in editing and, um, but we've gone through three editors because what happened was the guy that made this whole promise to me backed out, backed oh, out. On me. So uh-huh. yeah. And so it's been a, and then somebody else said they would do it and then they backed out. So I'm on my third editor right now. Oh, and, geez. um, and he's a good friend of mine. So I told him, please don't back out. And it's all about, so the documentary is, it's really based on my book for the most part, right. except that um, the only difference is that we're now adding in more detail and and we're, you know, really trying to get across the the significance of the different events and how they occurred. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> now, why do you feel that Pinexters decided to make you their uh, spokesmodel? So they came to me, um, I believe they originally came to me on, I'm going to say Twitter, but I'm not positive, okay? Um, and that's because I have a, my, you know, my message is don't judge. You can't, don't, 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 don't judge people by the, you know, lifestyle, relationship lifestyle that they lead, whether they live a polyamory mm-hmm. lifestyle, a swinger lifestyle, um, BDSM, kink, uh, and then, and then if they work in the adult industry and all very different variations, of being involved in, you know, the adult industry. And so I'm very much about, you know, not judging a book by its cover. Um, and I, you know, and I portray that in my articles and through the guests that I bring on my podcast to show that just because somebody's an adult performer doesn't mean they were sexually abused or they're drug addicts. And I've brought sure. on to performers to prove, you know, I just had, um, I just had Leanna Lovings on who's, you know, a double major in biology and neuroscience and, uh, you know, grew up in a religious family and she's been in only a year. I just, to prove to people that, um, uh, you can't judge. And so that's what society is doing this with all the social media right now and shadow banning um, anybody that's in the adult industry. And I think it's disgusting and it's awful. And I think that's why they came to me. Some of the uh, so-called adult um, platforms are doing it too, right? Yeah, what they're doing is they're they're really making it, you know, because they're getting so much pressure from the MasterCard and so you know, and the merchant mm-hmm. accounts. So they're, you know, uh, they I understand that they have to have precautions. I get that, sure. um, but they're making it as impossible. They're just making you go through leaps and, you know, just jump through hoops to get the to get um, 
your content on their site. Uh, the worst mm-hmm. one, honestly, I'll say it is OnlyFans. And that's because of course. it doesn't even have anywhere in there for us to upload um, the IDs. Mm. So there's, so I, I don't understand what they want you to do. They want you to like sit there and now email them separately. Okay. This is the video I just uploaded. This is the paperwork. This is the ID. Seriously. Um, yeah. And um, <laughs> what they've done is that there are producers and, and studios that have ca- had content on there for, you know, eight years and they wanted them to go back and locate all the different performers and have them sign the OnlyFans model release. And they mm. will not release the money to these studios unless they get those papers signed again by these models who have some have retired, passed away, whatever it may be. So yeah. it's just, it's disgusting. It's absolutely, they make it. So my, you know, my, my stuff's on there. There's not, you can't find anything on my OnlyFans that involves another person. It's just me. <laughs> so. Where do you see the entire fan site, clip site industry going? Because it has, they, there have been a lot of changes lately. Um, yes. Obviously, a lot of changes to OnlyFans, but then the others have kind of had to follow. Mm-hmm. And again, Even the you talk about sites. The, yeah, and you, you talk about the pressure from, um, you know, the card uh, companies. I mm-hmm. mean, where do you where do you see this all going? So, you know, one thing I can say, and I, I really do believe in this, or I do believe this, is that um, no matter what society and media and anybody tries to do with the adult industry and make porn illegal and knock us down here and knock us down there. And, you know, um, they're never going to fucking win. I'm sorry, but they're not because, um, sex sells and sex is everywhere. And whether or not people want to admit that they indulge in it or watch it or are intrigued by it. Okay. It's there. And by making it not there. Okay. So by, um, you know, by trying, they're going to, there's going to end up being, um, more people uh, prostituting on the streets and there's going to mm-hmm. be more mm-hmm. rapes and stuff like that. Because, uh, you, if people can't go and fulfill their role play and their fantasies on webcamming and stuff like that, then how else are they going to do it? They're going to look right. at other, for other measures. So the society and the, they, they need to freaking knock it off already. And if you're not hurting anybody and the only thing that I dis that I, that I agree with a hundred percent is no porn should be free and accessible. Um, without mm. somebody um, ad- ad- uploading their own ID and proving that they too are over the age of 18. So, so age verification. Absolutely. But I mean, age mm-hmm. verification where somebody just clicks and says, oh yeah, I'm 18, you know, yeah. where they go, yeah, that, that's, that, I, I, don't, I don't really believe in that. My website has the same thing actually, but to access mm-hmm. my content, you have to sign up. So you can't mm-hmm. see anything for, for the fact like chatterbait that you can just go on there. My son, he's 14, can go on there and just watch for free. It to yep. me is disgusting. It's disgusting. Yep. And so I agree with that. We need to fix that. And I don't know why we haven't made it the same way. Us as performers have to upload our ID and prove that we are over the age of 18 with a picture of the ID next to the face. Why do Mm -hmm. the viewers not have to? They should have to as well. Well, I 100% agree. Uh, I mean, I don't have children. You have children. Mm -hmm. You, um, so, so it's, it's more personal for you. Um, and, Putting that aside for a second, how much of the responsibility do you think lies uh, with the parents? Well, I think that you need to be, so I have a very, very open relationship with my children. And I think that it's very Mm -hmm. important to do that so that they know they can come to me and discuss with me masturbation, sex, condoms, safe sex, whatever it may be, STDs, without um, fearing any kind of judgment. Um, And what I notice, especially in my seminars, is how many younger people, you know, people come to my seminars and 
um, they're maybe they were Jehovah's Witness and their parents have told them that, the, you know, they're not welcome at home anymore, or they just want to um, embrace their sexuality. And they've been told that masturbation and pleasuring of yourself is bad. It's a bad thing yeah. to do. And yeah. so we've got, you know, so that, I think that um, lays on the parents. Okay. Sure. Um, making your, so these these kids, I mean, I, I work for Dr. Susie's Institute and I'm a chat agent for her. And mostly hmm. what I do is men will call in and they want to talk to somebody who's not going to judge them about a kink or a fetish or something that's going on in their minds without judgment because they hmm. can't, you know, I have a, there's a 21 year old that calls, um, and mm -hmm. he's got some major you know, issues and it, sure. it pisses me off because yeah. that's his parents' fault. Um, so that's where that lies. But as for the porn, you know, I, I know that my, my son watches it. I know he does. Um, mm -hmm. but it's easily, easily accessible. And I think under the age of 18, it should not be, you shouldn't be able to access it, but mm -hmm. no, I, I agree. H how much, how much of, uh, of all that do you think can be pointed at religion? A lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot. And I grew up Jewish. I grew up, you know, private school and everything. Yep. Um, but w if people <laughs> don't start to realize this, ev almost everybody that I counsel like mm -hmm. I counsel for for the industry or for you know, mm -hmm. tell me that they came from a religious family where it was right. so shoved down their throat. You know, right. you will get married to one person, you will live a monog. And then what do people do? As soon as they turn eighteen, they turn you know they they go the complete opposite direction that they were forced to be in. Yeah, so, yeah. You, you know, know going, I believe. In, go ahead. I, was go ahead. Say, I, just, I believe. In, I was gonna say. I, you know, I believe in being spiritual, and I think it's good to have. You know that that I say religion, but I think it's more spirit. It's good to have. You know that spiritual connection, but yes. to to make people think that sex is bad and masturbation is bad, and you know is gonna, is causing major issues. We're going backwards. Is what we're doing. Sure. Yeah, and the whole um, you know prosecution of sin. In our country, it looks like yes. the whole marijuana thing's going in the right direction. Thank goodness. Um, hell, it, here in Thailand, they're they're even uh, in the process of legalizing marijuana, which God knows nobody ever thought that would happen. Interesting. For a, okay. For for a drug where they used to put people in the slammer for right, exactly. Well, Isn't that crazy? well for selling, they used to kill people for it. Here, they don't Isn't do that, that anymore. That's just so crazy. You know, somebody yeah. had a point the other day. Somebody said, "Can you believe I can get marijuana delivered to my house, but I can't get a pack of cigarettes?" And I was like, "That's a very interesting analogy." Yeah. You know? Well, this is cigarette cigarettes are another matter we probably won't agree on. But anyway, oh no, um, no, they're disgusting and awful habit. Awful, awful, awful. Agreed. <laughs> agreed. And you know, you also were talking about. Um, regulations and how uh, they'll force people, um, you know, to do other things. I think FOS the FOSTA-SESTA um, law is probably the greatest example of how Absolutely. it's, yeah, what it's done to the escort sites. Mm -hmm. And now there's more, now there's more street prostitution, prostitutes get murdered. I mean, it, it just doesn't work. Yeah, I know. I just don't know what they're thinking. I mean, we all know that people have the prostitution has been around forever. Okay. And, yeah. you know, legalizing it with paying taxes would be the smartest way to do it. But, sure. you know, instead, and then these sites that have been set up where they, you know, you can get reviews on the, on the, on the client, you can get reviews on the, um, provider, yep. uh, and, and, uh, you know, and at least there's these safety precautions that are in there. Whereas sure. now that they're making that so difficult, well, girls are just going to go walk the street again. Yeah, you know, people do what they have to do, or they're going to go on a site that somehow because they're doing a whack a mole with them, uh, they're going to mm -hmm. go on a site and somehow meet up with somebody and maybe get murdered. 
Right. Well, we hope, you know, I just hope, you know, I always, if there's any providers that are ever listening and don't know how to run background checks, I encourage them to contact me for free. And I've got a variety of different ways to do so. I used to work as a, as a private detective. And so I've got some uh, insider information. And so I run checks all the time for people. Fantastic. Well, I hope people will take advantage of that. Now, in addition to your books, your documentary and Pinextras, I understand you developed and talk, talked a little bit about it last time. Uh, a CBD personal lubricant. How's that working out for you? Um, it's going good. Um, you know, I, th- that was a def- definitely a new um, <laughs> business venture for me to embark on. It's not uh, my specialty. You know, I had to find out all these different, I, I didn't realize that uh, CBD, so marketing CBD and making a CBD product is one. Marketing lube and a, a lubricant product is another, but when you put them together, mm-hmm. it's considered a medical device. So I had no mm-hmm. idea how hard insurance would be on it. And um, the only good thing is, is that we, we extracted the THC for mine. And mm-hmm. even though under 0.03% is okay to have, I did that because a lot of my fan base or military and military mm. will not even touch like a CBD bath bomb because they just worry that they'll still test for the right. THC, or, sure. you know? Sure. And so we just extracted it. So that's, so my loop's going good. You know, it was a, it was a two year process of trying to find something. Well, trying to put together a, a product that with all the things that I don't like about lubes, I don't like that they're sticky or that they have an awful smell, awful taste. And so, you know, that's what we were trying to um, nail. And I think we did, we did nail it. So Fabulous. Now, where can listeners purchase your products and follow your career? So the easiest thing is I've now launched a brand new website. And so everything is on there. So instead of needing to go to the hankypankypodcast.com for the podcast and then going to Jules CBD Lubricant for the lube, they now just go to coralandjewel.com and on there they can access my coaching, my adult content. You know, they have a, there's a membership site for that. They can access my podcast, my blogs, um, my shop, my tour schedule, uh, mm-hmm. everything. And so it's really made it a lot more accessible. It's, a, it's an all in one platform. It's taken a, you know, it's trial and error, of course, like everything, but, um, right. it's definitely making things easier for my fan base. Tell me the main reason you launched the website and how it's working out for you. Launched the website most pretty much for what I said because um you know I was I had all these different websites and platforms I was monitor you know I was taking care of my Jewel CBD lubricant but then I was on I had Kajabi for the website and that was only coaching you couldn't have any adult content over there so then hmm. I was trying to put my adult content somewhere else and um it's just it was just too much to handle and so and then the, and then the coaching I needed you know the coaching somewhere the store oh the store I couldn't have my store on Kajabi because you can't put a a, a lubricant on there so. Jeez. If I could put everything together into one. So it was definitely was a lot of work putting together this um <laughs> Yeah. Putting together this website. Talk about the 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 process of putting a site that intricate together and yeah, a lot um, of fighting. And how it went. <laughs> Um, so I'm working with someone in Portugal, so we're on different, different time zones. So that's the one issue was that, um, you know, at two o'clock in the morning when he's got questions, I'm ready for bed. And so there's a lot of all nighters. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You sleep. I do sometimes, but wow. not a lot with this website because um, I was no. up all night last night. That's what I told you earlier. Um, but yeah, so um, a lot, a lot of back and forth. And um, 
And then, you know, we would agree to put something up and then, and then it wouldn't work. So it's trial and error. So for example, people can go on there and they can automatically say, I'd like to, they buy a consultation with me for lifestyle, mm-hmm. for example. Okay. Right. And then they can actually book their, uh, through the calendar, you know, through the calendar program, they can book. So, but what happens is yesterday at two in the afternoon, I decide that I'm going to go to the store and in comes a thing that books me for a three o'clock uh, consultation. So, oops. Okay. That doesn't work. Right. So I had to contact right. my web guy and be like, okay, never mind. That's not a good idea. We need no. to have it that they purchase. And then I contact them to schedule them in because yes. I'm not going to sit home and wait. So yeah, sometimes automated has its drawbacks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> So what other challenges have you gone through in putting the site together? And the reason I ask is because so many people, when they put together websites, they don't realize that it isn't that easy. It's not easy. And and, and again, like I said, there's things that we have done on there and then they don't work and then we pull them. Or, um, you know, in the beginning, we were uploading every all the content to an outside server called uh, DigitalOcean. And then Mm -hmm. DigitalOcean wasn't connecting with the WordPress. And so the videos weren't playing. And, you know, and it was all these like issues. Um, But, uh, you know, I think we've nailed them out uh, for the most part. Um, Trying to think. And then... um, but yeah, lots and lots and lots of challenges, and we're still we're still going through challenges for sure. Yeah, they they don't end when you launch the site because then <laughs> you 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 always will come across things that need to be tweaked and fixed. It's Absolutely. an ongoing process, and it never ends. Unfortunately, yeah. Don't, and then you know we've got. Oh, I've got like affiliate, I say affiliate programs, but you know, I've got for my podcast, I have companies that um, I do advertising for on the podcast and then, mm-hmm. you know, people can try out their swinger site for free. So now we needed somewhere for people to access that, to access the links. So we had to add a partner's page. And so people couldn't find it because it was in the drop down menu. So, you know, it's all about, hmm. okay, well, we're, you have to put yourself as though you're a three-year-old trying to navigate your way yes. through a website. That makes sense. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it, oh, it does because I say yeah. that, and I say that in my broker tips on my on this podcast when I talk about looking at your own website and looking at it like a user, not as a developer. Exactly. The last thing that anyone should ever do is go to a web developer and say, "Hey." put together a website for me. This is what I want in it. No, you have to be so specific and say, I want this here, this here, this here, and this here. And this is what I want it to do. And this, these are the capabilities that I want it to have. And in the process, uh, they'll do something. You'll go, "Mm, you know what? Um, no, it needs to do this. And what I always um, suggest to people is, uh, uh have friends who have no part in the industry, you know, just people, you know, go to the website and try it. Okay. It's exactly, exactly that. I'll tell you, here's a perfect example of that. Um, Mm -hmm. I had a guy that contacted a client on, um, you know, one of my webcam clients on Skype and he was just contacting me saying, you know, I cannot figure this out. I can't figure out how to get back to the homepage. And I go, what do you mean you can't figure out how to get back to the homepage? So we shared the screen and I swear it was all 45 minutes of him and I together. And I go, oh my God. I have no idea where the freaking homepage is. So mm. finally, I contact my web guy and he says, it's your logo in the corner. And I said, and how the hell is anybody supposed to know that? He says, everybody knows that. And I go, I well, call bullshit on that because I didn't know well, that. And that's a great example of an industry example. insider knowing this. And I, I know normally that when you click on a logo, that's going to take you to the homepage. 
but it's still a good idea to have the word home somewhere. You have to, because you have to imagine that whoever is looking at your site does, has no clue how to navigate through these things. And um, it's got to be, you know, click here to register, click here for the newsletter, click here for the blog, click here for the podcast. If you don't say click or whatever, people can't figure it out. Right. Absolutely. Let's talk about your podcast, uh, the Hanky Panky podcast. It's been going on for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, How's it going? And who have been some of your favorite guests so far, besides me, of course? Yes, of course, right? <laughs> um, it's going really well. I would say that it's definitely something I'm very much enjoying. I really, really do enjoy it. Um, let's see. Um, I'm on, like, I think I've recorded 83 episodes now. And hey, that's great. Yeah, I got you. I'm, I'm up to, uh, I've actually, well, I've actually released 103, but I've got another dozen or so interviews in the can. There you so. go. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I've released 83. I think that's where we are. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's see. Most recent was Jenna Starr. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we talked about how, you know, she got discovered by by Twitter from from Brazier's. She Mm -hmm. was just uh, working as a cosmetologist, I guess. And then um, (laughs) they discovered her. Um, Then recently had uh, Leanna Lovings. uh, Just interviewed her yesterday or the day before. Absolute Mm -hmm. sweetheart. That one is a doll. Mm -hmm. Um, Favorite interviews. Hmm. Okay, it's hard. Um, I think my most like educational, if I want to say that, or things that really taught me a lot was mm-hmm. when I did a whole segment on golden era porn. So mm-hmm. uh, Richard Pachenko, yeah. um, Eric Monty, let me think, uh, Sharon Mitchell, yeah, um, Rob Everett. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. those were really really neat to uh, Sean Elliott. You know, to learn the um, uh, the history behind Forty yes. Second Street and Plato's Retreat and all these different mm-hmm. things that I'd never even heard of. Sure. So. Yeah, that's it's it, it, in any industry you need to know the history. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm I'm the girl that doesn't watch porn. So, um, but one <laughs> thing about my my podcast, which I really try to make known to people, is it's not just people in the adult industry or just couples that are involved in the swinger lifestyle. I try right. to bring in a variation of scientists and therapists or educators, uh, authors, um, to, but anything that has to do with being sex positive. Sure. Um, sure. And another really cool interview was my interview with uh, Dr. Michael Perry, who is a uh, he was a priest turned um, uh, like instructional sex 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 instructional uh, DVD. He did all the directing, but he also got a, he, he's a doctor of sex therapist, and uh, that was interesting how he went from priest to that. <laughs> interesting. Yeah, maybe he knew more as a priest than and then he let on. Um, <laughs> right. Now, are you still shooting, running your swingers club, and working as a wedding planner? Still shooting, yes. Um, just recently shot. Um, I was in Chicago, so I did two, um, some scenes in Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, I'm still running my swingers club. A lot of my venues closed because of COVID, and so it's been a little bit of a challenge to find new locations. But I have a brand new venue I just got in Los Angeles lined up for June 25th for my first event there. Good. And the weddings, I still have my wedding business available um on a like more word of mouth um yeah. that's the most stressful worst i love being a wedding planner but i hate yeah. i hate my brides i can't stand mm-hmm. them especially mm-hmm. their moms I can't stand what them a sh- what and a i shock. just yeah i just and to me it's just <laughs> yeah it's just you know it doesn't matter how hard i work or how much i go above and beyond um and and like i have i have amazing reviews i won um mm-hmm. Five star, five years in a row, a couple choice award winner on Wedding Wire. Um, But it took one bride, one bride just a couple months ago to just put me over the edge. And I came home and I pulled my website. I said, I'm done. 
I'm absolutely done. One mm. bride can do that to you. So Yeah. Yeah, when they don't appreciate what you do, sometimes it's best to move on to the areas that are more fulfilling. Yeah. So you talk a lot about being a lifestyle coach. So, and you you gave me some examples, but what exactly is a lifestyle coach? And uh, you did tell you did tell me how people can book a consultation, but let's 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 break out something else here, okay? Besides, okay. what is a lifestyle coach? How does that differ from a licensed counselor? Okay. So that's the one thing is that, you know, I always make it very clear to people that I'm not a therapist. I'm not, right. you know, a psychiatrist. I'm, you know, not right. medically, you know, I, you know, I have no doctorate, no paperwork right. behind that. Um, right. I did go and get certified as a master sexologist and uh-huh. I did that more um, because I really wanted to understand some of these fetishes and kinks um, as a webcam performer, custom video girl uh, working in a brothel. Where do these fetishes and kinks stem from? And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, how can I help somebody, uh, work through those? And so that's what I did that for. Um, so a lifestyle coach, this is what I always tell people. I don't believe, I don't care what doctorate I have. I don't believe that I could counsel or be a therapist or a psychiatrist to someone who is going through being sexually molested or sexual abuse because I haven't right. been there and I haven't walked right. in their shoes. And so I sure. I don't think that I have any right to tell them how to deal with this mm-hmm. because I haven't been there. Um, right. And with lifestyle, I've been um, in the in the in the lifestyle as a married woman, as a you know a, a couple, as a single, mm-hmm. um, as an owner of a club, and I've really seen it a lot. Seen a lot. I can't. I'm not, I'll never say I've seen it all. You know, right. but I've seen a lot. And so I, I feel more than qualified to guide people and help them navigate their way through it. So a mm-hmm. lifestyle coach is, like I said in the beginning, it's somebody who will help you navigate your way through this journey, um, either as a single or as a couple, so that you don't make the mistakes that I made. I wish somebody, mm-hmm. had, I, I truly think that my husband and I would have still been married um, had somebody guided us. Yeah. I really do. But So it's, so, so it's strictly for the swingers lifestyle. It's strictly for the stringer's lifestyle. I don't, okay. um, if you're, yeah. So, um, could I help a married couple? Maybe, you know, if they, yeah. were, if they, were, if they were having issues, for example, um, you know, a sexless, a sexless marriage. Okay. Right. Um, could I help them? Yes. Cause I could probably give them ideas to incorporate role play and stuff like that to entice the relationship and bring the excitement to the bedroom again. Yeah. Um, but ultimately I focus on the lifestyle community. Okay. Okay. So, you talked about the shows you're going to be attending. Um, how can people meet you at them? So um, the easiest thing, we'll see how nice this is. You just go to my website, which is the com, And then right there, you click on tours and it says, where can you find me? And it's got everything from my swinger events, meet and greets, um, classes that I'll be teaching. Um right. And then the different seminars uh, where they can find me. So if this releases in a couple months, that would probably be... A few. What month would that be? <laughs> I don't know. Look, July, I'm in Miami. Um, July, August, December is Washington, D.C. Mm. Where's New Jersey? October's in New Jersey. Okay. So. Great. So in addition to Pinexters, are you working with any other companies as a uh, spokesperson or lead ambassador? I'm working with um, a company out of where are they out? I don't know where they're 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 in Europe, okay. But mm-hmm. that hasn't been released yet. Um, what we're mm-hmm. doing. So it's kind of on the download. It'll probably be out by the time this comes out, so I can probably say something. Mm-hmm. We are um we're putting together a call it a PR firm if you want mm-hmm. to, okay? But it's an all in one. So 
it's it's it, it's somebody like me, an adult performer that wants it wants you know want you know needs needs help with press releases, wants um a, you know logo done, branding. So it's mm-hmm. an over it's an all in one branding um business resource company. Interesting. For, Yes, and not just for the adult industry. Um, Mike, one one of our clients right now is a, a retired uh, football player, and mm. um, we've got another client that is a radio podcaster. And so, you know, mm. people come to us and they want to rebrand. And we've got my connections and my expertise in one field, and then the rest of my team and their connections and you know, like the technical side of stuff. And we're working on that together. So. Another business, Corlin? My God. I know, I know, I know, I know. And that's the whole thing that's going crazy. That's why I'm so crazy. I need help. <laughs> ah, yeah, I think you probably should talk to a counselor about, uh, <laughs> you know, some, some people are shopaholics. I think you're an entrepreneuraholic, maybe. I know, but you know what it was? Is that It's that I really felt like we were missing that because, you know, I can find somebody to do my PR, but then if yep. I want my website done, they couldn't do my website. And then if I wanted to have somebody video my coaching webinars and help me put those on there, they couldn't do that. And so mm. I found a company and we formed one that could do it all in one. Yep. It's your one-stop shop. So what's next for you? I'm almost afraid to ask. I'm afraid to ask. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, next, let's see, getting my documentary done. I have, I'm hoping by... What did I give him? I said to I said I said New Jersey October by mm-hmm. October I want that released. Um, my second book is just about done. I want that released by October. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'll start my third book and mm-hmm. then um, really just getting this uh, PR company off the ground. Um, starting to get you know let 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 people know that we're out there. It's affordable, um, mm-hmm. and I just want to help everybody you know reach their the best of their ability in their career, whatever it may be, without mm-hmm. anybody telling them that they can't do it. So. Well, you're certainly a good example of that. Corlin, <laughs> I'd like to thank you for being our guest again today on Adult Site Broker Talk and looking forward to part four. Thank you again very much for having me, darling. Always nice to have you. <laughs> My broker tip today is part five of what to do to make your site more valuable for when you decide to sell it later. When you decide to sell your site, make sure you have the following information available for potential buyers. Detailed information about your company, your website, and any other aspect of your operation that the potential buyer may want to find out about. This should include, for a pay site, a detailed inventory of your content, number of images, and number of videos, how much of it is exclusive, and how much is non-exclusive. Financial information for at least the last three years if your company is that old. This should include sales reports, profit and loss statements, and billing reports. Get all the information organized in a legible format that a good broker can use to sell your property. If you decide to sell it yourself, organize a list of potential buyers and start the process of contacting them. Be realistic about what your company is worth. In today's market, the kiss of death is overpricing your property. Is there anything that a potential buyer needs to know, such as, are you being sued? Do you have any substantial debts or anything else? Don't let these things be a surprise to the potential buyer. They'll either find out before the sale and not buy, or they'll find out after the sale and you'll have another lawsuit on your hands. Disclose everything. We'll talk about this subject more next week. And next week we'll be speaking with Cole Snodgrass of Full Swap Radio. And that's it for this week's Adult Site Broker Talk. And once again, I'd like to thank my guest, Coral and Jewel. Talk to you again next week on Adult Site Broker Talk. 
I'm Bruce Friedman. 